Hey listeners, it's me, Penelope. If you like hearing us talk sports and making fun of each other, please like and subscribe. And if you want more from us, please follow us on Instagram, What's on Tap One, and on Twitter at What's on Tap Pod One. And don't forget to rate five stars. Hiya! We are back, gentlemen, Matt, Naveen. It's been a while. We are here at Matt's new house. Congratulations, Matt. Yay. Yes, thank you. We're in the unofficial podcast studios of What's on Tap. Down in the man cave. Got it all decorated. Been watching a lot of sports down here. Playing some video games and just chilling. So, yeah, thanks for for coming over. What do you guys think? I mean, it's a grand old time. It's the man cave. I mean, it's it's wonderful. It's beautiful. Yeah, Matt made a nice man cave here. It's got a lot of sports paraphernalia. It's got the TV. It's got a refrigerator. So it's a nice, nice little spot. It's a good spot to watch a game. It's got a nice kiss poster right here. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, guess. got a kiss poster. I, I don't know some, how that yeah. fits into the whole theme, but a uh, lot of Patriots stuff, which I like. I dressed up for as Paul Stanley one year for Halloween. That's classic. Yes. That's classic. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we have a, a, a packed show today. We got some news that we're going to look at. Uh, we got a big NFL topic real quick though, before we start, I, I'll be remiss if, if we didn't explain why it's been so long since we recorded, um, my two friends over here, Matt and Naveen, uh, tried to record a podcast two weeks ago. Guys, how did that go? As far as the podcast is concerned, I thought that the, uh, it was probably like one of the better podcasts as far as things that we were talking about because we both knew the subject very well what was the subject oh it was about uh the state of the patriots because we are very patriotic yeah we did yeah we we, we did uh state of the union about the patriots and broke down the college football playoffs as well uh dug a little into that but there were some technical audio issues because most of the software we record with is on dave's laptop and he was unable to make it so we tried to do it over a different one, and it just did not work. So, but anyway, that's that's one no one will ever hear. You Sorry, know what? Guys. That was the football god saying, "Don't do an entire podcast on a three and eleven team." <laughs> no, no, no. At the time, they were they were two and eleven. I I'm not surprised that you two chose the Patriots, but when I saw that, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm sure this will be a completely objective, measured analysis from two Patriots fans. I thought it wasn't too bad. No, if we're I don't being think honest. it was bad either. And by the way, I did listen to the first few minutes, and listeners, get this: Matt Amendola decided to take the first few minutes to criticize my fantasy hockey team. I did. But but what you failed to mention is literally the day after I defeated you to knock you out of our uh, f- fantasy football league. You didn't mention that. That has I did, nothing to do with hockey. And I, But I did at the end of the podcast. I was going to test you to see if you listened all the way through. Oh, because of the echo, I stopped. But, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you fell into his trap. You know, <laughs> hey, trap. look, I'm in the finals again. All I'm going to say, me and, and Matt's friend Nick, we've made the finals. He's made the finals, I think, five times. And I've made the finals six times. I've won three times. Nick has won twice. Matt Amendola, I looked back at our league history, has won a grand total of zero times. It, won, does this prove that Nick Swinsky knows more about football than you? Uh, no, it doesn't. I won. I did win the first one. I think it was. Fantasy a diff- doesn't mean anything. It was a different league at that point. We had Kyle picking uh, RG three in the first round and a <laughs> yeah, kicker, kicker Adam Benatari right. in the second round. So I did win that one, but I think that was a different league. Because now we it's have a different league. Look, yeah. the people. I'm just saying the people have been talking. Does Matt Amendola know football? I, I, I'm just. I'm just. I'm a YKB the, boy. The people. <laughs> the people. The. I'm a YKB boy. I know ball. That's all I had to say. All right, gentlemen, we got some news. Uh, what would you like to talk about first? Well, let's get into the Shohei contract really quick because he just signed a 10-year, 700 million dollar contract. And in our group text, Dave, you were not too thrilled about him signing with the Dodgers. Is that correct? Well, I think that no, but for the not the reasons that were expressed. Naveen, I don't think you understood my point. I, I wasn't mad at Shohei Otani for signing the contract. I think that's fine. He should be able to do what he wants. I'm mad that the MLB allows a team to defer a contract its full 10-year length so that they can pay a vast majority of it after. It's I think it's underhanded. I think it's gamesmanship. I don't think it should be allowed. He should he could sign wherever he wants. I'm not mad at him, but I think that the Dodgers already have a super team. 
So why should they be allowed to do this? That's all I was mad about. Well, so the thing is, is with the MLBPA, it's a players association thing. So it's league wide. Like any any big star can do it. Um, it's just the fact that this thing is a seven hundred million dollar contract. It's huge. It's the biggest thing we've ever seen in probably all of sports. I think I think that's true. Yeah, but, I think so. Um, in American sports, I'm sure there's probably some soccer things overseas. Yeah, the but, Saudi Arabians give like billions of uh, dollars. That's true too. Yeah, live the live tour. That's right. So. So yeah, I mean it's just like I mean, and he's going to be out pitching for for one year of the, of his contract, um, and it's a ten year deal. I think he's twenty eight right now or twenty nine. It's a ten year deal, so he's locked up for life. He's going to be a Dodger for life. Um, I mean, the way I looked at it from just a personal perspective, I thought it was pretty genius that you know he would defer sixty eight million a year for ten years and then only take a two million dollar contract. So. So the Dodgers can add more or or better pieces to to their puzzle um, to keep them incredibly good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. but another thing is that he takes that two million and then he did say he develops like residency in a different state. Like Mookie Betts has also deferred part of his contract and he lives in Tennessee. He lives in Franklin, Tennessee. He he develops residency in Tennessee and then he doesn't have to pay. California income tax on that money when when it, it in his deferred years when he's retired, and from a personal uh, standpoint, I think it's genius. Well, you're a finance guy, and I understand. I get that you're right. That is genius. But do you agree that they should be allowed to do that? Yeah, I I so I do. I I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with baseball not having a salary cap because all these teams share revenue from the TV deals and all that. So you have. Organizations like the A's and Rays and Royals and whatnot that don't spend any money, but they they're making money hand over fist with the TV deals. They get all the revenue from uh, tickets that from people coming into their stadium and merchandise. If you you have to spend money to make money in the MLB, and a lot of the teams just don't want to spend the money to make more money. If you have a superstar player that attracts a lot of revenue and I think I brought this up on another uh, on another pod that we did about the amount of revenue that Shohei would generate like it's this contract will get paid for very quick based on like the on away games there was Japanese companies uh advertising behind home plate in away stadiums away from uh the Angels like he, the whole country of Japan loves this guy. They have a camera that's on him when, even when he's not playing, and people watch. He's a he's a cash cow to an MLB organization. Not everyone Shohei Otani, I get that, but if you have a superstar player, jersey sales go up. Like you know, most teams they sell a couple couple jerseys every year of different players. You know, who who are the Royals selling besides like Bobby Witt Jr. And the A's, like what A's play? Can you name three A's player off the top of your head? No, they. But that's that's a problem to me. That's a problem because of ownership. That's not an MLB problem. But to me, I totally disagree with you. I think first of all, Shohei will be only worth the contract if he's good. If he's injured or he's not good, then he will not be worth the contract because he won't t- bring in those dollars. So it's a risk. Yeah, he's been hurt before. He's not even pitching this year. Um. And the other thing is I disagree on the salary cap thing. I think there should be a salary cap. I think it requires then managers, or excuse me, general managers and ownership to be creative about how they build their teams instead of the five biggest markets being able to throw money at any problem they have. Every year there's big free agents, and it's they're either going to the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, or the Mets. Not and, really the Red Sox. And I don't think that's a good thing. I don't. I think think of the NFL. Think about all the competition in the NFL. Every year, there's new teams that rise up. the 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 rosters are balanced. The NBA. You know, you can you can build a team if you're from Oklahoma City or you're from Minnesota. Those are the top two teams in the West right now. Right. Yeah. But when was the last time either of those teams have won anything of significance? Well, so they, Milwaukee. Milwaukee would Milwaukee also would fall, fall into right. that. And, and that's because they have a superstar player that they drafted and developed. Correct. In the MLB or uh, NBA. In the MLB, there are certain teams that spend more money. But my biggest thing is 
the owners are holding on to their money and not spending it as much. There's people complain about, oh, the the player salary is getting too big. Okay, well, I'd rather the players get more money than the owners. They, they're the ones doing it. Now, the owners are also taking a risk on the players, so they also deserve a cut of that, of, of the revenue. So I do understand the owners wanting to make money. But, I mean, you had Carlos Correa going back to uh, Minnesota last year. That was a big free agent. You had Bryce Harper going to, to Philly. So it's not every single case they're going to the Yankees, Dodgers. Philly's a big market. Yeah, Philly's all, Philly's yeah. a bigger market, yeah. But beside, before Bryce Harper, um, I mean, I don't remember too many guys going to, like, to Philly for as, as free agents. I mean, a lot of the guys have also been going to San Diego in, in the MLB, like Soto and Tatis. You know, and, and, and Bogarts. Well, Bogarts went yeah. to San yeah. Diego. Yeah, he was a free agent. And, and that's a smaller market team. But the smaller markets, though, Matt said the point that they have to be, be homegrown. They have to draft the players. They have to, you know, well, think about the Tampa Bay Rays. Like, they're really good at doing that. But then they become a feeder system for other teams. But think well, about... Well, that's a whole money ball that's, that's Compared yeah. to the NBA, though, right? Like, you brought up Giannis, Naveen. Yeah. Like, okay, so if there, there was no salary cap, the Lakers can just say to Giannis, I'm going to give you $500 million. Come play with LeBron and Anthony Davis. And he would go. But with, under the system of the salary cap, they couldn't do it. They couldn't afford him. Well, and so he stays at home yeah. in Milwaukee. That's well, good. There's also, in the NBA, the contracts you can offer. Uh, if, if, you're brought, if, if you were with that team before, there's a system in place where I think you get an extra, you can offer an extra year of uh, guaranteed money. Um, but also, first of all, NBA, one player means more to, that, to, to the success of the team. Because there's only five guys out on the court, and you play offense and defense. In in the MLB, one player like Mike Trout, they the Angels had Mike Trout and Shohei, and they they haven't won anything. Uh, I don't agree with the salary cap. I agree with the salary floor. You should have to spend, let's say, 125 mil a year. There's teams that are spending 60 million a year. That's a disgrace. That would drive up player. Uh, player salary every single year and it would force the these owners that are in it just to make money to either shell out more money and put something somewhat competitive out there well it would make the team more competitive if, if there was a floor like if they are right. normally get doing 60 and you turn it to 120 yeah mm. you just doubled it yes exactly that putting a salary cap floor in and there is the luxury tax if you go over the luxury tax you're paying an extra it, it it goes up every single year. Like the Mets, I think are are paying for every dollar they spend, they're actually spending a dollar seventy five now on their salary. So there is a soft cap, and if you don't want to go above it, you don't have to, and you you won't spend as much money. But to 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 go back to the Shohei deal, so like he's only making two million this year, and I say only like I'm making millions. No, That's I'm not, crazy. I'm not. Um, <clears throat> So he's only making two million, but but the thing that I mean that day you that you talked about earlier was was kind of like parody, right? Like you're looking for teams to, you know, you you want a new champion every every year just so it's not like a like a dynasty, right? So maybe so with with the with the Dodgers, I think it could just be like ten years of it's going to be feast and then famine, right? Ten years they're going to be awesome, and then ten years they're just going to be in the dungeon because. They have to pay sixty-eight million to a guy that's not even playing for not them anymore. Playing. Yeah, it, but is he on there? Is will he be because his contract's up? Will he even be on their like salary? Like no, he, he won't they, be on their salary. Right? They no, still he, have he, to. He will because it's like the Bobby Bonilla thing. Yeah, they still have to pay him. I know. Yeah. I know they have to yeah. pay him. But will he be included in the like in twenty years? Are we going to look at the Shohei Otani as the list of players paid by the Dodgers? Yes. Or is it is a separate thing? It's still no, coming I, I, out. No, of, I don't no, think. I don't, it, I, don't, I don't think it's separate at all. I, I, think I don't. I don't think it there. would come out of their, their like going back to the um the the salary cap the the soft cap for the luxury tax I don't think it will count against that but it's still cutting into their profits sure oh yeah well it better yeah <laughs> um and the other thing we wanted to talk about was actually surprisingly Matt brought this up Matt doesn't usually like to talk about the NBA but he was able to figure out a way to fit in a Patriots connection so Matt what did you want to ask about the the NBA so I was I I was 
watching a Spurs game the other day. I noticed they're like they've only won three games this year. They're three and what? Four, four and twenty-two. Well, at the time I was watching it, they were three and twenty-something, and that got me thinking. Like everyone thinks of Greg Popovich, the coach, as being one of the best NBA coaches of all time. He's the best in the NBA right now. And they had the number one overall pick last year, and they drafted uh, Victor Wembanyama. So it got me th- like I'm not super into the NBA, but I have social media. I have friends that are into it. I don't see or hear anyone talking about why is Pop like on the hot, not on the hot seat. Like he's had years and years. It's been a long time since uh, Ginobili, Tim Duncan, and uh, Tony Parker, and. Th- he hasn't won anything or, or been super competitive since then. Why is no one talking about him getting fired? And everyone's, you know, Bill's had three mediocre to bad years, and people are like, he's got to go. Well, one mediocre, and the other one's... One bad year, and the, this year's bad, but... This year's mediocre. This year's bad. No, this year's bad. <laughs> this year's is bad. The other years were mediocre. I would say it's a good question. I thought about it a lot, and I had a few reasons just in my head. The first, I think that the Spurs are openly tanking. Like last year and this year, they are openly saying, we're going to be bad to get our higher draft pick. The Patriots have never said that, that they're tanking. Second reason, football plays 18 games a year in the regular season. The NBA plays 82. It is much harder to hide a bad team in the NFL than the NBA because you're playing once a week, you're, you're on TV for everyone to see, and so it's harder. There's more pressure. Third reason, NBA, you definitely are more reliant on good players, and the Spurs don't have good players. Wembayama is a rookie. Um, whereas you can do more as an NFL coach as far as scheme is concerned. So I think there's more, more on a coach's plate in the NFL. But I think most importantly, my, the one reason that I think is the big reason is that Belichick is the coach and the GM. Whereas Popovich is not the GM of the Spurs. So he doesn't draft the team. Whereas Belichick is the one who drafted the team. So he's responsible for the makeup of the team. Whereas Pop is just responsible for coaching the talent he has. So I think that's one of the reasons why Belichick probably is getting more criticism. I mean, but also, like, look at the markets, though. You know, San Antonio versus New England. It's pretty much Boston, right? Right. Like, it's it's a big market in, in New England, right? So... Yeah, and I, and because of their dominance, and you know, so their last one was eighteen. The yes. Patriots, yeah, eighteen. Yes. So so it's like okay, not too long ago, but the Spurs haven't won. Wasn't that fourteen? They, they won. They, well, they and the last time they made the playoffs was eighteen, but the last time they won was against um, the uh, Heat, the in their uh, third year of their dynasty. So. I don't remember what year that was. Which, which was a while ago. Right, yeah. It's, yeah, it's so. been a while. So I I get the whole media aspect of things. But, I mean, he definitely has a say in how the team is built. Like, he's, quote-unquote, the best. You know, he is. I'm not going to say, quote-unquote. He's the best coach right now. So he definitely has a say in how the team's built. But I get the buck doesn't necessarily stop with him. But at what point do you say you have to you have to start putting a better product on the on the court. Well, I think I mean I think that they're going to let Pop retire when he wants to retire. I mean, I, and I think that that is soon because I think over the last maybe 2 or 3 years they were they were they were saying like, "Oh, this might be his last year" type of thing. Um and I know I I, I think he might be done with with the US national team like the Olympic team and stuff like that. And so he's kind of winding his career down. I think he's I think he's like 71 or 72 years old. So he's he's towards the end, but th- before this year they knew that they were going to get Wemby, right? And so, so like every every like ten years he gets like a huge pick. So like w- the first time was David Robinson, then it was Tim Duncan, and now it's Wemby. And so like they want to see him try to de- develop this kid. I mean he's he's seven four, um, I believe he's twenty one years old. But you know, but but if you're Wemby, like. Who better to learn from than Pop? Absolutely. And he's a foreign player, and no one's better with foreign players than Pop is as well. Um, and I th- actually think I heard a report that before the draft that if they didn't get the one pick, Popovich might have retired. But because it was such a match made in heaven, um, he stayed, and he'll probably stay a few more years. But, yeah, no, I think it's a legitimate question. Like, maybe th- we could then say, I don't think, I don't think Belichick, 
I don't know. I'm, I know I'm not like objective about this, but I don't think Belichick should be getting any less criticism than he is. But maybe Pop should be getting more. Yeah, I'm not saying Bill should necess- necessarily be getting less, but I do think, yeah, Pop should definitely be getting more. Well, so for sure. so from the 1920 season, that was a COVID year. The Spurs 2020, records, not 1920. Well, or, <laughs> 2019, 2020. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 1920. Um, so 1920 was 32 and 39, then 33 and 39, 34 and 48, 22 and 60, and right now they're 4 and 22. Yeah. So the one I mean, thing I'll say you're in under defense, 500 though, for all of those. They don't have any good players. That's Correct. The thing. I, w- I was looking at it today. They're a mess. And I think Wemby averages 20, and then they have a guy making 20 million. He's their small forward. Who averages less than him, and so like their payroll really isn't that isn't that high, right? But right. I also can't even name any of their starters. I know I know Trey Jones because and he's their backup point guard, but he went to Duke. That's the only reason why I know him. He should be starting because they don't have a true point guard on their team. And when you have someone that's seven four, you just give them the ball on the post, and they <laughs> can't do that. So that's right. Um, by the way, quick shout. I know I have to go to the NFL. Ever since I became an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, I'm, I'm like really happy about it because they've been nasty this year. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they, they're the two seed right now in the West. And Shea is nasty. He's averaging 31 a game. So it's been fun to root for a good team. That's the cool. NBA. The Celtics are number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've been good too. But, <laughs> but I mean, also, so I'm, I also love the Magic, and the Magic have been doing incredible. So Very good. Yeah. So Great defense. I believe it was last week, but they had a – back-to-back games against the Celtics, and so they were the two-seed. And then they lose one game, and they drop to the four. That's how close the, the East is. And then they lost the second back-to-back game to, to the Celtics, and they're still the four-seed, but I, don't, I mean, I'm glad the Magic are back. Yeah. All right, we ready to talk a little football? Yep. Um, so what we thought we were going to do today, so we have we wanted to talk about like some of the good playoff teams, Super Bowl possibilities. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to look at all the teams we think are Super Bowl contenders. We came up with a list of several teams. If your team's not on there, I apologize. This is just the, what the three of us thought, the teams that have the best shot at making the Super Bowl. And we're going to pick out the fatal flaw that will prevent them from making the Super Bowl. What's the one weakness they have that can stop them from making the dance? And we're going to start in the AFC with the Baltimore Ravens. I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about this team because out of all the teams I did, I had the biggest trouble in finding a weakness, a flaw, a fatal flaw of this team. Oh, so 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 did I. Um, I mean, so first of all, let me start with by saying I believe that Lamar Jackson would be the MVP before the year even started. Um, and they've been quietly just racking up wins. Um, and they've been really good. I mean, I picked them to also win... Um, the AFC North because you know that you know that whole division is is a crapshoot because they're all good um, you know you didn't think Joe Burrow was going to get hurt um, I mean the Steelers historically have been good um, I mean they're doing better than I thought this year but they're still kind of in it but not and then the Browns are also in the playoffs as well so so you don't have a doing, weakness for and they're doing it with defense so so the, I think the 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 fatal flaw for the Ravens would just to to be to make them one dimensional, you know they had um, they had Andrews um, he he got hurt earlier in the year, um, and so like I mean that's that's a big piece piece of their offense right, but I mean they just got Zay Flowers um, and then their running game is good and then Lamar he's a dual threat quarterback he's an MVP candidate, um, yeah definitely the hardest one to pick pick a fatal flaw but I think that if you can take half of their game away from them and make them one dimensional. Uh, you know, that's that's how you that's how you beat them. Yeah, I kind of had the uh very similar uh flaw with them. I did pick them in our last podcast the the renewed uh looking back on our our preseason picks. Uh I did have them uh being the representative in the AFC to be in the Super Bowl versus the 49ers because I do think they are very complete. But, yes, Andrew's being hurt, and they just lost another running back last week. So that kind of scares me. They, they're they also reliant on kind of an aging Odell, and they have a rookie in Zay Flowers at wide receiver. So Lamar's Lamar, in my opinion, is should win the MVP based on looking at what MVP stands for, most valuable player, and to his team, he is the most valuable. 
because if you take him off this team, they're not in the position that they are in right now. Um, well, to, so, to go with you on that, I mean, he's making a guy named Likely, you know, turn turn into a threat on offense as a wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, from Coastal Carolina. Um, yeah, I the their flaw would be getting picked, you know, just playing a bad game, which they are. They they definitely can. Um, and and just Lamar's health also in the playoffs. He hasn't been super healthy towards the end of the end of the season. Uh, in a couple years, so that would be a concern. But yeah, making them one-dimensional would be would be my biggest kind of concern. And they have a good coach, good kicker. They they are a very good, well-rounded team. Yeah, I think those are those are really good points. I didn't put that, but I just because I didn't think about it. I think you're right. I, the one I put is just playoff demons because it's one of those things where you almost you have a hard time believing it until you see it in the postseason with a lot of these teams and then it happens and it's like oh of course it happened but you, that's in hindsight you know Lamar's one and three in the playoffs um I think that they have to show me that they can make a deep playoff run to prove that they can make a deep playoff run so it's not like a, a fatal flaw because it's just it's kind of conjecture yeah but it's just that I haven't seen them with Lamar be that successful in the postseason. That's what I put for them. That's that's totally fair because I have that for a couple teams. I think. What about uh, the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, to me, this one was obvious. Well, I think it's their lack of offense and their lack of receivers, especially uh, Kadarius Tony. Uh, he's my guy from Florida, but he has been atrocious. If they have like a regular average receiver instead of him, they probably win another game or two. Um, they still have a shot at the one seed because they have a very easy schedule and the Ravens have a tougher schedule. But uh, their their offense is uh, ranked 10th. That's This is the first time since 2016 that they have uh, a double-digit offensive in, uh, unit in, in terms of points. So they rank 10th in terms of points. It's the first time since 2016. And they have... Five wins by one score, which is another thing. Um, especially if you're a quote unquote better, you look at the spread. They usually over uh, overprice Mahomes. They they give him a bigger spread, but he's terrible at covering spreads. They have like I said, five games they've won by one score. That I mean, that was the Vikings of last year, where the Vikings pulled off all these one score games and won. Um, and that's usually not a sign of a great team. It's a sign of a good team. You know, you're 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 grinding out wins when you know in crunch time. But a great team is a team that can uh, beat their opponent and you know aren't sweating it out in the last five minutes of a game. Um, I agree. I had lack of skill, position, talent as the fatal flaw. It's the, been the whole same thing all year. And by the way, have you guys watched a lot of Chiefs this year? Because have you watched Travis Kelsey? He's yeah. not as good as he's been no. in the last few years. He's and granted, he's old. I'm not saying he shouldn't be, but he's diminished. He's a diminished version of himself. He's 34. Do you think there's a yeah. Taylor effect? Uh, no, I don't. I just think as he's old, man, he's taking a lot of hits. And then who? What else do they have? Like you said, Tony's a mess. Their best wide receiver is a rookie. Yeah, Rashid Rice. Rice yeah. Who's pretty good, but he's a rookie. Yeah. So you know you're gonna have to rely on Mahomes' wizardry to take you through. And can it happen? Yeah, it can because he's Mahomes, but that might come back to bite them, having no talent on the offense. Well, I mean, I, I look at this this game against the Patriots, though. They only beat the Patriots by 10. You know, and, you know, Bill Belichick is, is known for taking out your best player and making you win with other guys. You know, the Patriots did that. You know, they got a couple of turnovers on defense and, you know, made made them win with it, without Kelsey. And I think that, you know, Every team should be doing that, to be honest. Yeah, I was. I, I remember uh, the Thursday night opener. I think it was the the Lions and Chiefs. Yep, that's when the Lions. And won. And when the Lions won, I was. And the Chiefs looked not great. They didn't look like the Chiefs of years past. I was like, you know, it's week one. We'll see. They just have not put it together at all, especially on offense. Their defense has played really, really good, but uh, offensively, they're they're not at a winning level. I think this is a team that if they face. Uh, competent to good defense can definitely get picked off they have Andy Reid they have Patrick Mahomes I get it but I mean luck runs out eventually and but Mahomes I don't know if you guys have noticed he's been a lot more like animated in um 
showing more aggression towards like refs and his own teammates this year. He's yeah. frustrated. He's very frustrated. Yeah, he was. I think between that controversial Packers ending of that game and then the Kadarius Tony uh, offsides. offsides, I think those two that one broke him. And then he blew up last week in the Patriots game because Tony like he had the ball in his hands and he kept jo- you know bobbling it, and then someone just grabbed it from him and it was interception. So yeah. I think he's done with Tony. Um, but but I will I'm say sorry. this just generally about the AFC like. I mean, so I, I mean, I think when when we were growing up, especially like like in high school, Dave, um, you know, it would always come down to, you know, especially in the AFC, it was always the Steelers, the Ravens, the Colts, and the Patriots. It was always those four teams being dominant. I mean, the Patriots had like twelve and four records for like, I don't know, eight of those seasons or something, and it's just like it always came down to, like, you know, one. One or two giant big games, like if we, if we had to play you at home or or even on the road, you know that that would dictate. Okay, say we lose to you, like in in Indy, and then in the playoffs we have to do it again because we had already lost to you, and we, you know everyone knew that we were gonna win out and you guys were gonna win out, and then it'd be like okay, crud, like they got to get through this test in order to get to the Super Bowl. I I don't think that this year is like that at all. I, I, I believe I believe that there are flaws with every single one of these teams, which is kind of crazy. Like there's been no dominant force that we've seen like the Chiefs be in in the last two, three in the four AFC. Years. You're saying I, I think yeah. there is one in the NFC. I, oh, yes. okay, yes, oh, yeah, yeah, a, yeah a, AFC only. Um, and so where it's just like you know you look at it and and I I mean I really think it it, it will be the Ravens just based off of their just. Um, consistency with with the things that they can do yeah so the other team that's been kind of up there in the afc in terms of wins is the miami dolphins and i'll be the first to to say (laughs) i I don't have any belief in this team my fatal flaw for them is that they can't be good teams frauds they are 10 and 1 against teams 500 or below and 0 and 3 against teams above 500 yep that's that's all you need to know frauds i mean that's the stat i was going to bring up but yeah i mean but i mean so even within this last week right tyreek gets hurt you know and then you know it's kind of like i mean it's kind of like the chiefs right because then you you double waddle i mean yeah they still have a shane yeah but they still put up like 31 points on the jets which is a good defense yeah, but it's I mean, not a good team. It's not a good team, but it's still a good defense. Like I, I totally agree. I think they're frauds for sure. But they, the, the, yeah, they have not beaten a good team. Their offense, when they click, they click great. It's just they, they're frauds. They haven't beaten any anyone good. And, but but they only click great against bad teams. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, they're exactly. gonna have an opportunity. Their next three games: Cowboys at Ravens, Bills. This is a look ahead because oh, the the Cowboys uh, Dolphins game is you know whoever loses is the biggest fraud of all. You're right. That's the fraud team of the year. But you know what? I texted you guys this a few weeks ago, or maybe it was two weeks ago. I think that the bill the Bills were plus one thousand to win the AFC East. They're gonna win this division. Oh yeah. The the uh, even if the Dolphins go one and one against the Cowboys and Ravens, that game against the Bills because the Bills already beat them. If the Bills beat them again, they're winning the division. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. well, d- that comes down to the last game of the year, which is yeah. very exciting. But would you? I mean, what's that spread's going to be three points for the Bills? It's in Miami. They're yeah, going to be yeah, favored in Miami. Um, so but it, but, but at frauds. that point, I mean, because it's going to be it's going to be January. It's going to be January. Yeah, yeah. January. Um, and so when you're playing in Miami in January, like that's good weather for both teams. So. I go to that game. So it's not even like a home field advantage, like an yeah. August Miami game. Yeah, I actually so. This is a little off topic. I was listening to a podcast with Nick Mangold on it, and they were asking him how how you know what it was like to play in Miami. He's like, it was almost another home game. Like, there's so many like New York transplants down mm-hmm. there, and also Miami. I, I, we talked about it when we did the Mount Rushmore. They, they don't have a lot of great athletes. I don't know how like invested their fans are usually not because there's so. I feel like a lot of sports, good sports cities, maybe outside of I don't even know Los Angeles with the Lakers, but. A lot of sports cities are usually like northern teams where, especially in the NFL season, you sit home and you're watching sports. There's nothing really to do. Where in these warm climates, you can do a bunch of other things. Right, yeah. You're out in L.A., you're out in Miami, you're at a club or something. Yeah, you could do other things. Um, And then we get to another Florida team, 
the Jaguars, who are like hanging on for dear life in the AFC South for some reason, with the Colts and the and the Texans, but the Jaguars are the only AFC South team we put on this list. Um, what do you guys think is kind of the flaw for them? Well, I mean, to start, I think so. The Jags, they were on kind of the upswing, starting from last year. I mean, the Titans started off the year hot, and then the Jags kind of took it from them, and 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 made it into the playoffs. And 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 I like Trevor and all that. Um, but I mean, you can see in their last game, they were playing the the Ravens at, at home down in Jacksonville and they just couldn't get their offense going. Um, they missed a lot of opportunities. They had two, two turnovers, one interception, one fumble in the red zone. Didn't get any, uh, there were no touchdowns and they, they missed two field goals. So it's just like, yeah, you know, trying to get that offense going. I mean, yeah, they have, uh, they have Ridley and they have, um, Kirk, Kirk, yes, and uh, Say Jones, Evan Ingram. They have a lot of good yeah, weapons. Yeah, yeah. They have and Ingram, but but yeah. yeah, um, and so like yeah, I mean they they have some pieces, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. The the Jags just don't impress me. The Jags, going back to what Dave said earlier, I can't I can't see it. They're one of those teams where they have to prove it to me. Also, uh, Trevor Lawrence isn't quote unquote him. What the kids say, he's not him. <laughs> He's not him yet. We I don't connect with our Gen Z fans. I, yeah, I know a lot of people are super high on him. He just so when we were in Cooperstown, remember I showed you guys the blind re- resume between him and Mac Jones. Very similar stats at that time between both of them. the The stats were very very similar. Uh, and people trash Mac Jones, love Trevor Lawrence still. And I think Trevor Lawrence is is starting to get a little bit more of criticism. He has ten interceptions and fumbled the ball ten times. He has talent. He hasn't put it all together in my eyes. And also, I'm I'm thinking maybe Doug Peterson and his play calling and everything. I wonder if the league has caught up to him because when he was with the Eagles, he kind of brought in a new newer style offense with Wentz and uh, well, he had Nick the Oregon Foles. offense. Yeah, he kind of had like an RPO style offense, which was some somewhat newer to the NFL at that point. So I'm wondering if the NFL's caught up to that because a lot of teams now run that. So, and McDaniels does it better than than Doug Peterson in Miami. So, I don't think that Doug's still a good coach. Trevor's a decent quarterback. He's not great yet. I wouldn't put him, he's probably top 10 somewhere, but I don't trust him enough to win me uh, playoff games to get me to the Super Bowl. I think I think your criticism's fair. I mean, I am a big Trevor Lawrence fan, as we've talked about. I I do think he turns the ball over too much. Ten fumbles is inexcusable. Um, I think that I don't think he's the weakness of the team. I think that no. once he gets to the playoffs, he's he's a tough, competitive guy, and I think he'll be if they win a playoff game, it will be because of him. But ESPN actually last week posted um, their offensive line grades of all thirty-two teams. It was very illuminating to see the uh, pass and rush block win rates. And the Jags were at the bottom of both of those lists. And their offensive line was going to be a problem going into the year. I kind of said in our preseason pod that I'm going to ignore that because they have so many weapons. But their offensive line is a mess. They're 29th in pass block win rate, 27th in run block win rate. And they have to be able to score points because their defense isn't good enough to hold up hold, hold up a you know an offense that scores 20 points. Um, so I, I don't believe that they can make a run to the Super Bowl because of that. I kind of I feel like we are agreeing on all these, which is kind of a bummer, but I agree with you guys. Um, but we also have some wild cards. There really were only two wild cards that the three of us all agreed on as contenders. Um, I know there's a lot of eight and six teams, but the first one is a nine and five team, and that's the Browns. Um, because of their defense, they should be mentioned. But uh, what's the what's kind of the fatal flaw for them? I feel like it might be kind of obvious. Well, I mean, you kind of already alluded to it. Um, Browns is a lack of offense. I mean, their defense keeps keeps them into the game, um, but they can't score. Um, right. You know, they they lost Watson. Um, they have their Flacco is their quarterback right now. Um, I mean, it would be a crazy revenge game if he had to play like the Ravens or something. I think um, yeah yeah I NFL mean, rigged that's you know, gonna happen like, like that would that would that would be cool but I mean it's you know it's like the Browns are the Patriots of of the postseason right like they have good defense and then their offense just can't do anything yeah twenty two point one points uh, scored per game they're on their fourth quarterback this season 
Um, yeah, that's got to be a record for uh, the 21st century. Four starting quarterbacks. I'm for sure one the season. Browns have done it before because they've had so <laughs> in many one season tr- though. Yeah, and I'm I don't know. I, I yeah, I look back. They've def- they've had multiple quarterbacks play like almost. You know what? This is a little side tangent. They didn't. Browns fans did not know how good they had it when they had Baker. Like I think. I think when he first burst on the scene, like, oh, this is our franchise quarterback. And then he kind of slid down a little bit, wasn't as good. And they're like, oh, let's get this guy out of here. He's trash. I'm like, guys, you guys just had years and years of first-round quarterbacks that you guys drafted that sucked. And then you kick Baker to the side. And granted, Baker, I'm not saying he's just, you know a, an all-pro, but he's a solid enough quarterback. He's better than what they had going into the season with Deshaun. Well, because Deshaun, I, I think Dave, you said you said Baker was going to be done, like in we like both the first, for first three weeks or something. Yeah, me and, and Dave, now he's back. Me and he's Dave, been good. yeah, me and Dave both said he was going to be trash at the beginning of the season. He's been good. Yeah, they they just they didn't realize how good they had it with him. So, but yeah, the their offense is trash. Their defense is pretty elite, but you got to you, you have to put a point in yet. And the biggest thing is you have to be able to move the ball to give your defense a break. True, because if if your defense is out there. They they get tired. Their Browns sold their soul when they went for Watson after uh, in the midst of a, a huge sexual misconduct scandal, multiple uh, to sign him for the the money that they signed him for. Like they're they're reaping what they sow now. Now they're on their fourth quarterback, as you guys mentioned, Joe Flacco. Come on. So yeah, I agree with you guys. QB situation offense is 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 too is a flaw for them. I think losing Nick Chubb too. He's one of the best True. run. We forget could have run the ball with it was them. Week one. They're they're tenth in rush yards this year, and with him they would have been much higher. They would have been able to kill more clock and and use him as an offensive weapon. And you know you lose you know it's nothing that it wasn't their fault. He got hurt. He got really hurt. Snapped Ooh. his knee in half. But um, that would have been that if they had Nick Chubb, I would feel more. Again, I don't think they're gonna win. They might win one game, but I, I just don't feel confident without you know that bell cow back in Nick Chubb because that that's what their team was built on was defense and being able to run the ball and finally uh you have an eight and six team that right now is the nine seed in the AFC they if the season were to end today they wouldn't even make the playoffs and yet personally I'm curious to see what you guys say about this I believe that this is a team that can definitely make the Super Bowl and that is the Buffalo Bills um to me, this is a team that, like, because you know every every couple of years there's a team in the wild card. It's a five seed, a six seed. They just go on a huge run. It was the Giants a couple of years. It was the Packers one year. And this team is getting hot at the right time. Um, the Bills, uh, they're running the ball. Their defense has been better. I think that the one weakness, this is the one that I wrote, which is turnovers. Yep. Uh, they have 21 turnovers this year, and, and Josh Allen, as good as he is, he has 14 interceptions, and he always seems to make – like one stupid throw a game and they've lost stupid games because of that. And I don't want to deny his greatness because he is awesome, but that's the one thing where it's a close game against the chiefs, against the Ravens. Is he going to throw a dumb interception? Well, so to to go off of that, I mean, my, my fatal flaws was, was Allen being in clutch. You know, this is the same team that lost to the Jags when they were, I think in Germany or they were overseas somewhere. Uh, maybe London. London, London, I think. Okay. But anyways, like they lost to the Jags, but I mean, a lot of these things come because Allen is on clutch. I mean, to start the year, I had Allen as my offensive player of the year. Um, I don't remember if I said they were they would go to the Super Bowl. You did. You I, had, okay. I think you had them winning too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I also thought that the Bills were going to start the season 8-0 because I thought that they had a cakewalk of the first half of the season. Um, but yeah, but... I mean, I think that you know, if the Bills do sneak into the playoffs, I mean, playing up in Buffalo is is isn't a joke. It it absolutely sucks. Right? Yeah, it does. But the thing is, they're unless they win the division, which they can, I, they're not going to have very many playoff games at home. And they are plus three in turnovers. Going back to what Dave said, because that was my fatal flaw too. I mean, you just need one though. I mean, you just need. You need to get in, and then if you get yeah. a home game because you won your division, they, like they, that's that's all you need for a run, man. They're getting hot at the right time. I agree. Um, I'm just wondering if if McDermott's going to be there after the season if they don't win the Super Bowl. 
Um, I mean, I don't think he will because he he's brought been, up a nine eleven. Right. There's there's that. <laughs> that was insane. Yeah. No. The, for sure. There's that, and it seems like they kind of underperformed. We're waiting for them to break out and make the Super Bowl for the past what three, three? four years now, yeah. and they haven't. And yeah, it's kind of it's it's a tough business if if he doesn't get them there this year. I think he's. And with the bad start that they had and all that, I don't think he makes it out of this season if they don't at least get to the Super Bowl. That's fair. But turnovers is their uh, that's their downfall. I mean, I think the Bills are kind of like the AFC version of the Cowboys. You know, either I, I don't know. E- either they they score a lot or they don't, and you know, it's always like a pick by their quarterback. Which yeah, team, what team but, am I talking about? The Cowboys or the Bills? But don't you think, well, we'll talk about the Cowboys. You might be right in terms of just level of talent, although they just blew out the Cowboys last week. At home in the cold. Um, Should we go to the NFC now? Um, So let's, do we want to start with the juggernaut? We all agree that there's a team that's like head and shoulders above everyone else. Yep. Okay. The San Francisco 49ers are awesome. (laughs) I, I don't think they're unbeatable. No, not at all. What Naveen, what would you say for their fatal flaw? Well, I mean, I think you know, CMC is is actually looking like an MVP candidate for sure. Um and I think that he is the guy that they go to. Um because I mean, outside of that, I mean, even the year that they went to the Super Bowl, you know, it was oh my gosh, they have Ayuk, they have McCaffrey, they have um Debo, they've got you know, this guy and that guy and then, you know, they weren't able to put together in in the big game in the Super Bowl, um, and then that was two years ago? Against the Chiefs? Yes. Three years ago. That was three years ago, so there was two years in between where you know they couldn't get it done, but I mean, I feel like the, the Niners always find a way to lose. I mean, they had a streak of, of three losses in a row this year. Like, one was to the Vikings, maybe one was to the Browns, and then they lost to the Cowboys? The Bengals. Was oh, the Bengals. Bengals. Okay, yeah. Sorry, they beat the Cowboys. Um and so, yeah, I mean, but like I said, I mean, this year's this this year's NFL league is kind of a crapshoot where anyone can beat everyone. Um, but right now, the the Niners are the best team. Yeah, I think they're for sure the most complete team. Uh, I I'm I have them now making the the Super Bowl. I had them at the beginning of the year making the Super Bowl. They lost last year to the Eagles because Brock Purdy's injury. They literally had no quarterback. Uh, they could not throw the ball at all. I guess their one flaw this year, their 15th in passing uh, passing yards against on defense, uh, 220 yards per game. But their their other major flaw is health. I mean, you go back, what you said about their losing streak, they lost three games because of injuries. They had Brock was hurt, and then um, he he was in concussion protocol. They had Debo out, and they had Trent Williams, their left tackle, out. For, for those games, they scored 17 points in, in all three of those games, which if you had a, if you have an elite, elite defense, you can win those games. They don't have an elite defense. They have a very good defense. So, um, and yeah, going back to them losing to the Eagles is injury. I think the I think they're the most complete team and they can beat every team on any given Sunday. The only thing that is holding them back is themselves. They have a very good coach. They have a awesome offense with tons of weapons they have a competent quarterback and they have a very very good defense you guys bring up great points i believe that if the season ended today no one in the nfc would have a shot of beating the 49ers in the nfc no um however my concern you brought up the health thing i think that if debo Ayuk, mccaffrey purdy kittle and trent williams are all healthy they will not lose if one of them gets injured, they can lose. Yeah. In the three games, Naveen, you mentioned that they lost. Those were literally the three games where Trent Williams and Debo Samuel didn't play. If you take out one, they're like, an, it's like a car, it's like a sports car. If you take out one piece, it doesn't drive. <laughs> one wheel? Yeah, one wheel. It's done. But if you everything's <laughs> together, it's it's nothing's catching it. I mean, I think that this team, but it, you have to rely on health, and it's the NFL. I mean, yeah, I mean, anybody can get hurt. McCaffrey's I mean, got a ton of carries; he can get hurt. The, so. Yeah, there's there's three weeks left. I mean, the I mean, the Eagles. Or sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm done. Go ahead. No, I mean, look, there's there's still three weeks. I mean, I mean, they're all playing for seating, right? For for for, for that top spot, right? Because um, 
they right now they're tied with the Eagles. I think they both have uh, they're, they're three both losses. Ten and four. Oh no, you're right. The the Niners have three losses. The Eagles have, Eagles four. have four. And plus the the Niners have the tiebreaker because they beat them. And the the Niners have to play the Ravens this week. That's gonna be oh, a great yeah. game. That, that's gonna be that's a great gonna game. be a great right. game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think yeah. Go ahead. I'm 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 all set with the Niners. I just I yeah. It sucks that you have to rely on on uh, in, uh, being healthy. But yeah, if this was a Madden game and you you turned off injuries, this team is winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, turn like, off that's injuries. That's a good way to look yeah. at it. Like right. they're a ninety six overall. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not losing. Like they have everything. Well, any concern about Purdy just being the a second year quarterback? And even if they're healthy, maybe he can choke in the playoffs at all. No, I mean I think he's. I mean this year, I mean I think he's proven a lot of doubters wrong. Yeah, he 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 leads the league in a couple categories, not like yardage or anything like that, but completion percentage. He's got like the most uh, big play yard, uh, big plays this year. You know, yard uh, plays over like twenty yards. He's a very he's a good quarterback. Um, I think. I wonder what the perception of him would be if he was like drafted where Trey Lance was, like fifth overall, because he's. Like people it would would just be what say, Stroud is probably right now. Yeah, yeah. Like they just consider him, you know, a system quarterback still. Even though I, he is, I believe, top of the odds to win MVP this year, um, which would be great. You know, Mr. Relevant to MVP in two seasons. Um, so, yeah, I, I I would like to see him. He's got to prove more because, yeah, he was a seventh-round pick. True. And now we go to the team that beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship last year, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um Guys, this is a team that has has been on a little bit of a losing skid here. They just lost to the Seahawks. Before that, they lost to the Niners and the Cowboys. So they've played kind of the the, the big boys of the NFC and have not come out victorious. So what do you think about this team? So so with the Eagles, I mean, the, their remaining schedule is you get to play the Giants twice and the Cardinals once. Yeah. Those are your three games. Yeah. That is a cakewalk. Should be easy wins. Like, I mean, listen, I can call like Tim Chamberlain right now, and and, and we could beat beat those guys, the <laughs> Giants and, and the Cardinals. Come yeah, on, I don't know. Um, they're they're. I mean, the Eagles are going to steamroll them. I think they win the division. Um, I think they take it from the Cowboys. Um, I think the Cowboys have a much harder schedule. They do. I mean, it's it's easier to have a harder schedule when you have to play the Giants and the Cardinals. So, um, so yeah, no, I think you know Eagles are going to get um, get the division, get a home field game. For first round, um, and then we're talking about their fatal flaws. I mean, I think, I mean, sometimes you know these guys can just fall flat to to start these games, and you know they just get into a hole and then they just can't catch up. I don't, for for what reason? I'm not really sure. Yeah, the eye test this year is not the same. They have not played well. They have not played complete games um, as a team. The their wor- they have the worst third down defense the season which is bit you gotta get off the field on third down um and they're the ones that are running the tush push (laughs) every brotherly shove the brotherly shove the tush push you know they're not the ones getting it done to them every single week you know so they gotta fix the defense they're just not they're i think they're getting older too you got brandon grant uh brandon graham uh fletcher cox on the defense Uh, bradbury stunk this year um, yeah, and then I'm going to be out for the whole regular y- season. Y- yeah, and you have yeah you have an aging offensive line. I mean, Kelsey's still good. Lane Thomas is still good. I mean, Kelsey, Kelsey's uh, getting old. J- Jordan Mulata, yeah, Kelsey's like thirty six. Um, and and Hertz has just turned the ball over way too much. He's not playing at that MVP type of uh, of uh, player this year. So, the, to me, I don't I I can't really like outside of the the third down defense i mean that's a glaring thing it's just the eye test to me they're just not playing great and they've played a lot of close games as well well i mean so like these last three games so they lost to the niners 42-19 cowboys 33-13 and then seahawks 20 to 17 that was uh monday monday night. so in those losses and and their other loss was to the jets 20 to 14 in in new jersey but in those losses, they haven't put up 20 points. I mean, I think, you know, good teams normally put up 30. Yeah, um, at least. If, 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 if I'm being honest. And, and in their in their wins, they have. I mean, it's, you know, it's 37, 21, 28, 38, 31. So, yeah. you know, look, they can score the ball. They yeah. can score. But Yeah. So, Mr. Wenner, listen to your son-in-law 
completely eviscerate <laughs> your your favorite. Team. I was actually going to say, do you guys know he? My father-in-law listens to the pod. Yes, uh, he yes. enjoys it. So, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. preface by saying to my father-in-law, to my brother-in-law, they're huge Eagles fans. My wife's an Eagles fan. Like, I apologize <laughs> because um, I'm not. A f- I, I'm, I'm rooting for this team, but I don't. I'm not a fan of watching them. No, um, he's not. <laughs> Matt, you brought up something earlier about how the Niners last year would have beaten the Eagles if they had Purdy. I disagree. I think the Eagles were the best team last year. I do. This is not the same team as last year. And I people, yeah. people look at the players and think it's the same team. It's not. Their defense is not good this year. Their secondary is horrible. They're 28th in passing yards allowed per game. Something is off with this team. And their defensive line has to be special to make up for their poor secondary. And it has not been special. It's just been good. They have good players, but it hasn't been put together like last year where they broke the sack record. Hertz has been good, but he hasn't been great. The running game has been good, but it hasn't been great. Something is off with this team. Kind of reminds me of the Bills last year where they had all these expectations and something was just off. Um, and I, did you guys see the quote that Hertz gave after the game on Monday? He said, he said that players aren't bought in or something. He said players yeah. are lacking commitment. Commitment. And yeah. someone asked him to say to define that. Like, what do you mean by commitment? And he said, I don't have a dictionary on me. It's like, dude, we know what you're saying. You're calling out your team. You're yeah. saying there's people on your team that are not working hard enough in practice. All of these are red flags. I'm rooting for the Eagles because of my family, but I just. I don't think they have any shot against the Niners, whether it's in Philly or San Fran. And by the way, I hate to say this, but if they play Dallas again in the playoffs, I don't think they'd beat Dallas either, even in Philly. Really? Um, I, I don't. That's, I don't. I've watched bold. a lot that's of bold. Eagles. I'm not. I'm. I there's something off, and it can change. By the way, but I don't think the schedule you read, Naveen. I don't think the next three weeks are going to tell us anything. The Giants and the Cardinals. Yeah. What are we going to learn about them until they play one of these great NFC teams? So they have some time to get healthy. By the way, I should say Hurts is hurt, Naveen. Hurts, his knee, <laughs> his knee's been bothering him, and he had the f- uh, flu or something, or was it COVID? Yeah, he, yeah, he was sick one day. He was day. sick all week, so that can be a factor. But right, because he wasn't playing. I'm rooting for you. I apologize, <laughs> Russ. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right, so the Detroit Lions. I, I love the Lions, guys. I'm rooting for them. They're a fun team. Um but you know, I mean, we know their offense is good, right? So what's the what's the thing that's going to hold them back from making the Super Bowl? I think part of it is Dan Campbell's aggressiveness. Sometimes I think he's a little too aggressive. Um, I mean, Jared Goff has been there and done it before. They they look a little lost sometimes uh, during the games to me. Uh, and again, this is another one of those teams where, like, you have to prove it. Like, this is a franchise that's. Ben hasn't won a playoff game since before Barry Sanders. I don't think Barry did he even win one. Their last playoff win was I think ninety two. Yeah, before yeah, I was born. So yeah, you have to prove it to me. And I, to me, the there's there's tiers in the NFC, and it's the Eagles and Niners to me, and it's the Cowboys and, and Lions right below them. I don't think I think they're a step and a notch below those two teams. I agree. Uh, I, the defense is the defense is the weakness yeah. is the flaw. Uh, their offense is really good. I think they're going to win. I've said it all year. They're going to win one playoff game, and then they're going to have to play one of these superpowers, and they'll lose. And it'll be a successful season because they won a playoff game in Detroit. Yeah. So flowers for you. Um, I'd love it if they made some noise. You know, maybe they can. Maybe they can pick off one of these great teams. I think they can't beat the Niners, but maybe if they have to play the Eagles in round two or the Cowboys, maybe they can knock them off and get lucky. They but yeah their yeah. Defense isn't good enough though. No, no. I'm, well, I mean, who who would they get in round one? So they're they're the they're probably going to be the three seed, uh, is oh. the, and likely, and so that would be against the six seed, which would probably be like a, a Rams or a Seahawks, one of those guys. Okay. They're going to avoid the Cowboys. Okay, so 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 in week two they they lost to the Seahawks thirty seven thirty one, um, and the Lions were at home. So, okay. so so we have seen that matchup before. Um, I mean, their other Early. losses were to the Ravens playoff team um and then the packers and the bears so two divisional games i mean losing to the bears is, is that's pretty bad. rough yeah I mean, they especially should when have you lost him the first time too when you when you play the bears twice and only come out with one win um that's pretty bad too but yeah i mean yeah like i mean matt you said 
you know, Goff has been there and, and done that. I mean, he's taken a team to, to the Super Bowl before. I mean, he knows what it takes. I mean, the dude can sling it, but yeah, it's it's their defense. 23rd in scoring defense. Not not good. And Jared Goff is a quarterback kind of like Tua where you know right away in the first quarter if they're going to score 40 points or 10. You'll know right away. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're closing out here. We have two more teams. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um Interesting season for the Cowboys. It's been a season of ups and downs. They started off super hot, and then they went into a lull, lost a couple games. They lost to the Cardinals. They lost. They had lost to the, their rival Eagles, and then they went on a huge win streak. And then last week, they got absolutely blitzed by the, the Bills. Yep. Everyone thought it was going to be a close game. It was a two-point spread, and they got blown out in Buffalo. So what do you guys think for this team? They've Yeah, they whooped on bad teams, like really bad teams, and they they don't win against good good teams. I well, mean, no, to their credit, I mean, they beat the Eagles and they beat the Seahawks. Yeah, right. I mean, we're going to mention the Seahawks coming up, but they they also lost to the Cardinals. Yeah. And they they got whipped by the 49ers by 32 points. Yes. In week eight, uh, not week eight, week five, which yep. again, that's in, in San Fran, yeah, in San the Fran, similarity there in, in on San, the road, yeah, on the road, yeah, there, and, and Mike McCarthy, like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't fully, I don't fully trust Mike McCarthy as a coach. Uh, Dak's played well, I've never been a huge Dak fan, but he, he's played well this season, but yes, on the road against good teams, they're not good, they, they get beat pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's that's my thing about the Cowboys. I mean, I think when they have, so I think that when they play at home, it's a dome. You know, there's there's nothing that's gonna scare you. There, no element is gonna scare you. Yeah. Inside of a dome. You know, when you have to go out onto the road and play like the Eagles in at the Link or you know in in San Fran to play the Niners, like that's where they're gonna have problems because the Cowboys are the team that's gonna score thirty points or ten points. And you're gonna know. You're kind of gonna know pr- pretty quickly in the game. But I mean, I've I've been impressed with with the Cowboys all all, all year, to be honest. Um, you know, with 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 Pollard and Lamb. You know, you know he's got a good cast. Uh, Dak does around him, and then their their defense though, like Stephon Gilmore, um, and and Parsons. It's it's fantastic to watch. It is. Um, they really improved on their their defense this year. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited for them, but. I mean, it's, you know, Dak's going to Dak if, like, that's kind of the flaw is, is Dak just Dacking and only scoring 10 points and just not showing up. I agree with you, Naveen, the flaw being that their road record. So they're 7-0 at home, 7-0 and at home, with a 24.4 point differential. On the road, they're 3-4 and with a negative 0.6 point differential, points per game differential. So it's just they're a totally different team, and it and they're probably not going to win the division because if the Eagles win out, they're going to win it. No, the there's no way the Eagles don't win out. And so if you're the Cowboys, then you're on the road from week from playoff one. You're gonna you know they'll probably have to play like the Bucks or the Saints. They'll beat them. Yeah. But then you're gonna have to go on the road against you know the Eagles or the Niners. And so then it's like okay, so this three and four record is that an aberration or is it is it real? Because if it's real, then you're out after one win. Yeah. And it's they they have to make the NFC Championship game. That's the game that they haven't made since you know since Troy Aikman. So that's what they have to get to for it to be a successful season. Yep. Yeah. And they play Miami next week, and then the Lions the week after, which are two already playoff. Yeah, two teams. playoff teams. I mean. What do you guys think about that Miami Cowboys game? Because both of them seem to like be like. It's between a you know it's like an immovable object versus what's that Joker line? I mean. Immovable unstoppable object. force unstoppable versus an immovable force. object. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Cowboys suck on the road, and the Dolphins suck against good teams. So who's gonna win? I mean, I think it's the Cowboys. Where, where is the game? It's in Miami. It's in Miami. That's why I'm wondering. If that's Christmas Eve, I think. I it's mean, gonna be a good game. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could see Miami just sputter out like they lose to the Cowboys and then they lose to the Bills. And both, the Ravens. Both, both at home. They play the Ravens too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could see them just sputter out. I mean, I definitely think the Ravens beat them. Miami is a one and a half point favorite in that game. I'll take the points. <laughs> All right. Finally, last team. Uh, this was, you guys both wanted this team in. Uh, I kind of disagreed. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but the Seattle Seahawks. What are you guys seeing with this team? I mean, the, the quarterback situation is not great. 
they're they're not like a great team, but to me, with Pete Carroll and the job he's been able to do, like yeah, I think he's one of the most underrated coaches in the NFL. Uh, I think people, when you name the you know top top three coaches, uh, you know he might get thrown in there, but I think most people think uh, Belichick, Reed, and then maybe like a guy like Mike Tomlin. Uh, Kyle uh, Shanahan out in San Fran. Even you know people throw Mike McDaniel's in, even though he's he's kind of a newer coach. But the way he's uh, he he runs that offense, he hasn't done it long enough. Right. No. But yeah, he's he might be like a brighter you know bright future type type of guy. But I mean, if you think of just football coaches and a guy that that has been there and done that, Pete Carroll is a guy that's been there and done that. Seattle. They're probably they're not going to get a home playoff game, but that's always a tough tough place to go and play. And they just beat the Eagles there with a backup quarterback in Drew Locke. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean that, but that kind of leads me to to my to my flaw for them is just a lack of experience. I mean, yeah, Drew Locke is has bounced around and, and stuff like that, but yeah, Gino. I mean, Gino it, will probably be back as a starter yeah. this week. I yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, they, I'm, not, have, I'm not high on this team at they all. They have plenty of flaws. I think their defense is horrible. They're 28th in yards per game allowed. Yeah, and Pete Carroll, he that he's a defensive guy. Have they had a good defense since the Legion of Boom? It's been what almost 10 years since the Legion of Boom. Yeah, but they're all, they're always a com- somewhat competitive team. They're not ever horrible. Sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they win a game. I'll say really? that. Really, I so, wouldn't be surprised. I mean, not if they play San Francisco. I mean, but so Seattle. You think they can go to Detroit or Philly and win? Yes, I, I definitely think they can go to Detroit or Philly and win. So Seattle is seven and seven, along with uh, L.A., which is also seven and seven. So the Rams is the team where, that I think can make noise actually, with Stafford and and Cooper Cup and Nakua and that now Kyron Williams, this dude running the yeah. ball. Yeah, the Rams can make noise as well. Yeah. I, yeah, I I picked them to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year, and you did too, right, Naveen? Yeah, they you did. guys were right yeah, about them. I I thought they were going to be bad. They're pretty good. I mean, they they had an, a terrible start, they um, did. but they kind of wrote the ship. So, yeah. all right, well, uh, that'll do it for us. When are, we come back, are we sticking with our Super Bowl predict predictions from last time? Anything changing? I don't remember what I picked. I mean, I beginning remember. of the year, you mean? No, mid-season? well, beginning of the year or midseason. Midseason, I changed it to because uh, I had the Bengals 49ers, and I changed that when Joe Burrow got hurt, and I picked the the Ravens and 49ers. Okay. I'm sticking oh, with I that. I'm sticking with that. It's it's a little chalky. I'm sticking with it. I had Chiefs 49ers. I had the Bengals 49ers as well, um, but in midseason, I changed the Chiefs 49ers, and I will stick with that. Yeah. Because of Mahomes. Okay. But I'm more confident about the Niners than the Chiefs one. Yeah. I don't remember what I said. I think you I think you also had the Chiefs Niners, but I might be wrong about that. Yeah, because I remember we had a discussion. Yeah, Cowboys. I mean you might have I know we agreed on the Chiefs and Matt wanted yeah. the Ravens. Yeah, I, which yeah. it's looking pretty good I th- now. I, th- but. I think the start of the year was Bill's Cowboys for me. Yes, that was your beginning you of the year one. Stick with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know why not? Bills Cowboys. Why not? <laughs> Go back I, to the Bills are a dark horse. They might make the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. It's weird to call them a dark horse considering their expectations going into the season. But right as of right now, yeah, they because they're not in the playoffs right now. So next time we record, it'll probably be end of the regular season, right? We can do a playoff preview. Playoff yeah. preview. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's. All right. So listeners, we'll we'll be back for that big playoff preview coming. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. All right, good night.